Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. I'm your host, Tari Kaya Allen Butler. I am a teen mom turned speaker, author, and mompreneur. My mission is to help you build healthy relationships with your children, level up your mindset, and achieve all you ever dreamed of and more. I will teach you how to level up your lifestyle in faith, family, finances, and fitness. Join me every Tuesday for the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. You will learn major keys to stop coming up short on your goals and start leveling up for the type of lifestyle you desire. Ready to level up? Let's do it. All righty. We are good and set to go. All right. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing today? Um, my name is Tari Kaya Allen Butler, and I'm a speaker and author. <clears throat> and what I do is teach millennial moms how to gain confidence in who they are as a mother and how to build healthy relationships with their children. So I come here and I drop gems and jewels and tips and strategies on how we can make it in this motherhood life. Because if you are a mother or have been around a mama or have a mama, then you know that this motherhood journey is not for the weak. It is not easy. Um, though there are a lot of challenges, there are a lot of joys that can come from motherhood. And we're trying to get more joys in our motherhood journey. We're trying to break toxic generational curses and patterns and create new and healthy patterns for our family. So this is the space where all of that happens and goes on. And I appreciate you all for being here with me tonight. So um, we have been in a series of how to get your life in order <clears throat> going into this new year of 2022. Um, a lot of people have new goals, new resolutions, new things that they are trying to encounter in their lives. So we're just kind of going through some of those main goal areas that people have. Last week, we talked about how to get your life in order. <laughs> right now, I cannot remember what the topic was last week. But this week, today, we are talking about um, how to get our life in order as far as our spiritual journey, um, our spiritual growth. And I specifically will be talking about, um, you know, building our relationship with God and what that looks like versus, you know, religious rituals and um, <clears throat> your connection with God. Okay. So, and as far as that last <laughs> um, talk that I did last week, take a look on my Instagram page. I cannot remember for anything what we talked about. Oh, mindset, mindset, mindset. Yes, so before you can achieve any type of goal or start any new goal, you have to get your mindset in order. Yes. <laughs> so that was the first topic, um, your mindset for going into goals. And today we are starting with the first goal of your spiritual growth. There. <laughs> All right. So just a little background story about me and my um, history with church and things. I did grow up in the church. Um, I can remember as young as two years old um, being in church with my mom. Um, we originally are from D.C., so I do remember going to church with my mom in D.C., I remember visiting 
um, North Carolina to visit my grandma. And I remember going to church with her. Now, her church was something special, y'all, because it was literally right across the street from her house. We didn't even have to drive. So I remember walking across the street, especially like those Easter Sunday mornings at the sunrise service, you know, getting ready for church. And I always, as a kid, I can remember enjoying church. I love singing um, in church. I was in the choir. I cannot sing them. <laughs> My voice is blended in with everybody else's. That is um, one dream of mine, though. If I could sing, my life would be made. But um, I do remember singing. I remember the whole <clears throat> church thing. So fast forward to my teenage years, probably like that preteen, 12, 13 age range, um, definitely going into middle school. Um, my viewpoint on church began to change and shift. And um, I no longer really enjoyed church as much. Um, I was a little irritated having to go. When I did go, I wasn't really listening, um, playing around in the back with friends. Um, phones were just coming out around that time, so on my cell phone or something like that. Um, my interests changed drastically as a teenager. And um, as I prepared for this talk and did some reflection and looking back, I now realize that that shift happened because... I was engaging in sinful activities <laughs> at that time. Um, and more specifically, we're just being open, transparent. We're all adults here. Um, I was sexually active. And I do know that, you know, you're not supposed to have sex before marriage, according to church and, you know, um, the word and the rules and things like that. So since I knew that I was engaging in those activities, I honestly felt like God was mad at me and I felt like I could not go to him or ask him for anything or pray about anything or even open my Bible because I was not following his rules. So pretty much my whole viewpoint of God was that, you know, he's this big guy sitting up in heaven, looking down at me and keeping a tab and tally on everything that I was doing right and wrong. And definitely at that time, I felt that I was doing more wrong than I was doing right, which just caused me to avoid God completely, um, especially when I was going through hard times or struggles. Not one time did it come to my mind, you know, pray to God, take this issue to God for him to help you. That was the last person that I was thinking about telling anything about my sins or struggles or what I was going through, because again, I just knew for a fact that he was mad at me and that he was upset at me because I was not following those rules that were in place. Um, and specifically sex before marriage that just really boggled my mind up completely. Um, so in me, you know, feeling this guilt and the shame and regret, like I said, I avoided God. And did not take those things to him. Hey, Cree, how you doing, boo? Um, so, yeah. So, fast forward to um, 2018. Um, there was a lot going on in my life. I felt like I was constantly in drama or some type of mess or just some type of turmoil. And it got to the point where, you know, some people call it their rock bottom moment. Where I was like, okay, I'm rock bottom. I have nowhere else to go but up. And as I looked up, I, you know, remembered my 
relationship with God and scripture and, you know, go into that to help pull some revelation from him. So, you know, like I said, fast forward, <coughs> excuse me, to that 2018 time, um, I started to develop more of a desire to seek God because of all the mess that I was in. Um, and God has a funny way of working that way. He'll stand back <laughs> and let us go through life messing up things, making mistakes, bumping our heads, doing whatever. Um, but in my spiritual growth now, I now know that even though I was not connected to him or reaching and searching for him, he was there the entire time with me <laughs> in my mess and in my storm. So like I said, I was in a low point, felt like I really desired to seek God. And um, I made a goal in 2018 that each Sunday, I was going to go to church. I'm going to get up. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to be there. I'm going to sit under his word. I'm going to get what I can from him um, to help me in my situations that I'm in. Um, and that was one of the best decisions that I could have made. Shouts out to Christian Provision Ministries at CPM. Um, you know, sermons from my bishop there really were speaking directly to um, some specific and personal issues that I was dealing with. I'm real big on notes and writing. So I have plenty of journals and notebooks that I love to go back and look at from time to time. Y'all, I was just going in just thirsty, that thirst and hunger for God's word. Like I was at hour of power. I was at church. I was trying to get my notes in, looking at my notes, doing my own personal Bible study, like just seeking out God. Um, completely. Then I got into this thing, you know, where I started writing out scriptures. Um, I looked on Pinterest where they had this like monthly scripture plan. I didn't even know what I was writing half the time. <laughs> I was just copying what the Bible was saying. I don't even know. I don't even remember like making the connection, but this goes to show that sometimes that just showing up and connecting to God's word he will do the rest. <laughs> All you have to do is show up and get there. I have a journal full of scriptures that I would just write out um, on, spe on specific topics. So topics like, you know, parenthood or how to deal with stress or anxiety or wisdom, things like that. It was very topic based. Um, and then I also started to listen to more sermons on top of, you know, the word that I was getting from my bishop. So he definitely was someone that I was connected and listening to. Um, I listened to Pastor Mike Todd. I know he's a pretty popular pastor right now. Hey, Apollonia. How you doing, boo? Um, I started listening to Miles Monroe, some of his sermons, and Joyce Myers. And what I liked about um, these names that I just named is the simplicity that they spoke God's word. Like I felt like I could understand what was going on. I felt like I could apply it to my life. Um, I felt like it was speaking directly to my situations like never before. And like I said, I did grow up in the church. I did, you know, listen to sermons and things, but it's something different, you know, in your adult life when you've been through some things <laughs> and you're hearing a word and all you have is that word to hold on to for your situation. That is the place that I was in. And I'm forever grateful. Hey, Shaina. Um, I'm forever grateful for connecting to these um, 
these pastors and their sermons. Like I was locked in listening to it in the car, listening to it at home on YouTube, on my phone. Like, and I think I'm getting ahead of myself on my notes, but there was definitely a point where it's like I didn't even listen to any music. I realized that there were certain songs and music that I was listening to that was affecting my thoughts and mindset and affecting the way that I showed up in life. Certain TV shows that I stopped watching, like reality TV, loving hip hop, um, the housewives and things like that. I realized that those lifestyle, um, shows and, and music and the lyrics and things to that was really affecting me mentally and spiritually how I was showing up. And um, I talk about this in my book. There's a chapter I have called What You Let In Comes Out. And I realized that the information that I was taking in was showing up in my life. So you know how love and hip hop is usually mostly drama field relationships Caddy back and forth, arguing and things. That's what my life was looking like. And I no longer wanted to be in that space. So my desire and hunger for God at that time was really, really strong and a huge catalyst to push me into um, a deeper relationship with him and understanding him more outside of what you did right, you get a check, what you did wrong, you get an X and you're punished. Like... <laughs> God is so much more than that. And I'm so grateful that I was able to learn um, and grasp the information to learn about who he truly is and his character. Um, also, on top of the music and the TV shows, I took a break from social media as well. I'm, you know, on social media now, but then I was <laughs> a ratchet mess on social media. <laughs> Um, mostly posting negative things, subliminals about people, negative memes, Facebook stalking people, trying to connect drama and stuff like just too much, too much. So I realized that I needed to step back and take a break from social media as well. Um, on top of me listening to more sermons, I started to read more books. So, um, I'll just name a few books that I read that really spoke to me and changed my mindset when it came to my relationship with God. And two of the books are Christian books. One of them is not. But, um, you know, you can pick and choose what you take from information that's out there. There's a saying that you can learn anything from anybody. I'm always open to learning. Um, again, you can pick and choose the information you want to take. So one of the first books that I read was Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Myers. And let me just tell you, that spoke directly <laughs> to what I needed um, for what was going on up inside my head. I learned about strongholds. I learned about how to release negative thoughts, how to think on good things, how to change and shift my thoughts whenever they were negative. Um, and the information that I decided to take in helped with that as well for me to be able to receive that information. Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Myers, huge, huge game changer. Um, and I'm actually thinking about rereading that book this year just for some refreshing because sis had nothing but jewels in that book when it comes to this right here <laughs> in between our ears, our brain, our thinking, our mind. It, it matters so much. Yes, Cheyenne said that's a good read. Yes, highly recommend it. Um, another book that I read that I felt like changed my life was A Blessed Life by Robert Morris. So 
this was, you know, a finance book. At that time, my finances were not in order. So I was, you know, trying to figure out how to do this God's way. But a blessed life started to speak to other areas in my life, just about how to be humble with people, um, how to steward over my money, what God expects me to do with my money, how my relationship with money um, shows up in my attitude and how I deal and treat with other people. I mean, it was deep, a whole game changer. And since 2018 to now, I'll do money um, as a talk one of these weeks later on. But this helped me get my finances in order and helped me get my mindset in order to get my finances in order. And one of the last books that I read, this is not a Christian book, um, but it's called Rich Life by Russell Simmons. And pretty much all he did was talk about what the Bible already talks about, even though it's not a Christian book um, about the law of, you know, giving and sowing. And how, you know, based on what you give and sow is what returns back to you. Um, being a blessing to others so that you can be blessed. That really opened up my mindset um, to me being open and generous to people. Because I feel like before I was a very selfish person, a very self person. Like, as long as I'm good, I don't care what anybody else have going on. Um, how can I get to the top? I don't want to ask for help. I don't want to interact with others. I just want to figure this out myself. That was my mindset. And that book, um, Rich Life by Russell Simmons, helped to open up my mind um, for that. Also, during this time, as I was seeking <coughs> excuse me, a deeper relationship with God, I realized that some of my friendships, um, friends that I had been cool with forever since like middle school, high school, were starting to drift apart. Um, our conversations were starting to be different. Whenever a topic came up about somebody else or gossiping, I no longer wanted, you know, to engage in that anymore. I started to get irritated sitting on the phone or meeting up talking about people or Ooh, what was on social media today. Like those topics <laughs> no longer interested me. And I realized like, okay, something inside of me is changing. God is really speaking to me. And now on the other side of it, I was very upset <laughs> and hurt, I will say, because when you've been close to somebody for a long time, like they become like family. So I felt like it felt almost like a breakup, like a relationship breakup with somebody. Um, I was really sad for a while, but I realized that God was separating me. Now I realize that <laughs> he was separating me to speak to me specifically. That was like a whole metamorphosis change period for me. And sometimes you have to separate to elevate. Um, I'm very grateful that, you know, we are still connected. Some of those friendships, it may not be as close as it was before, but I'm very grateful that we are able to connect and hang out again. So don't be afraid to let go or transition from things that God may be speaking to you about. Don't be afraid to let go of your reality TV. Don't be afraid to let go of some of your music that's talking about sex or selling drugs or whatever, especially if you're trying to get your life and your mind right. Okay, that's what all this is about, getting everything in order. So don't be afraid to let go because I promise you, God has something better on the other side of you letting that thing go. There's a meme um, that I've seen before. It's like a cartoon character of Jesus um, asking for the little girl's bear. She has like a little tiny bear 
And the girl like doesn't want to give it up. She's a little sad. But behind his back, he's holding a much bigger bear that she has no clue about and cannot see. And on the other side of that, I definitely see that me giving up my little bear, um, God replaced it with a big bear. And I'm so grateful for that. So, you know, fast forward, I begin to notice um, God's hand in my life and him opening doors for me. Before, maybe I thought things were by coincidence, but after I, you know, started digging into his word and learning about his character and who he was, I realized that certain things that were happening for me in my life were not by coincidence, that it was God's hand working in my life. So at that time, um, maybe like, yes, this is still 2018, um, I was doing speech therapy, home visits in Raleigh. I liked it. It was okay, but it was very strenuous on me. I was pregnant, having to drive an hour out of town for work, an hour back. Excuse me. It was just a lot going on. Very, very a lot. And I originally wanted to work in the school system, (coughs) excuse me, for speech therapy. So (coughs) lo and behold, my name was being, yes, sis, not no coincidence, but divine. Yes. So Again, not by coincidence, my name was being spoken in rooms that I was not even aware of, that I was not in. Someone mentioned my name to Lee County Schools and they created a position for me. So I'm a speech therapist assistant. At that time, Lee County had never had any speech assistants. There was not even a position for that. So not only was my name mentioned in a room, but they created the position for me. And I was like, God, that that's nobody but you, nobody but you. So when I got into that position, I will say, you know, yes, I knew it was God, but I think I went into it with a kind of cocky attitude, like, oh, I'm here, I made it, look at me, boss moves, blah, 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 this, that, and the third. And God humbled me completely. <laughs> so there was a situation where there was some error in some paperwork And I was not able to do my job as a speech therapist. Keep in mind, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to be here. (laughs) So I temporarily had to be moved to another position, which was lower than, you know, what I had to do, lower than a speech therapist assistant, um, being a one-on-one for a student. And I definitely went into that with the worst attitude ever. I talk about this in my book as well. Um, the worst attitude ever. What am I doing here? I have a degree that I need to be using. I'm not a one-on-one. I'm not a babysitter. Like just completely ugly attitude and character. So weeks and weeks rolled by, months and months rolled by. That whole paperwork issue never got resolved for that school year. So in me being in that position, God started to speak to me and reveal things to me about my character that my attitude was nasty, that I did I was not humble or had a, a humble attitude, um, that I was needed in that place for a reason. I won't go into details. You have to get the book if you want to know um, about that situation at that school. But working with that student changed my life completely. I was not expecting that at all. Working with that child revealed so much about me and it revealed so much about God. And I was able to see like, okay, God, even though this was in my mind a setback, 
that was like the biggest spiritual growth season that I had ever had and connected to him so much. Um, so I started to change my viewpoint of God once I got into the word and started listening to sermons and, you know, just digging deeper. Um, so I realized that there is a connection between how you view your earthly father and how you view God. All right. This is something that I learned. Um, it was a sermon from Mike Todd. I'm not sure the name of it, but this really spoke to me and I could see um, how this was evident in my life. So pretty much he's saying your connection, you know, of your earthly father is how you view God. So for example, if you had a father who was absent, just not there at all, you may think that God is that same way with you and your struggles and your troubles or whatever is going on. You may feel like God is not in your struggles. You may feel like God is not with you, that he is not there, that he is not present, that he is not helping you. If you had an earthly father who was very authoritative or assertive, you may have fear of punishment or getting in trouble, which is how you may view God. If you do something wrong, you may feel like he's going to get you or punish you or, or harm you or push you away. And if you had a father who was that way, who did not extend grace or show mercy when you messed up, you may see God that way as well. And also, if you had me like a give me dad or a buy me this dad, you may feel like um, that your only interaction with God is when you need something, when you're in a bind or when you're in trouble. God, if you just do this one thing for me, I promise I'll X, Y, Z. Um, and that's just, you know, three examples. It, it's a whole range of, you know, how you can view God compared to your earthly father. But I thought those were good three examples. So in my viewpoint changing, I realized that I view God as the authoritative person, um, that I was going to be in trouble if I did something wrong and he didn't extend grace to me because that is what my relationship with my, um, earthly father. So that was very freeing to me to learn that. And it helped me to see God that he's thank God that he's not human, that he's not earthly and he does not treat us or does or does us that way. Um, I started to um, gain fear of the Lord. So this is a term that we use in church. You may hear a lot, you know, the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. And I interpret I interpret this as, you know, you're not scared that he will punish you for doing wrong, but you have fear to the point that it humbles you. Like, you know what God is capable of. You know who he is and you respect him simply for his authority and who he is in your life. Oh, sorry, I thought I had a phone call. Um, And on the flip side, back to, you know, that father figure viewpoint of God. Oh, sorry. This is a scripture that um, confirms what I'm saying for that. So this is Proverbs chapter three, verse nine and 10. My child, don't reject the Lord's discipline and don't be upset when he corrects you. For the Lord corrects those he loves just as a father corrects a child and who he delights. So that connection of that scripture really, really freed me because... You have to think about your relationship with your kids as a parent. Would you let your child run out into the street while cars are coming? 
Would you let your child touch a hot stove or would you let your child connect with somebody who you know is going to be harmful to them? No. So I realized that those rules of religion were distorted um, by some people as this right or wrong thing. So it's not to scare you. It's simply because he loves us and he wants these things in place. So you may have a rule for your child. Don't touch the hot stove because you know that it's going to hurt them. So he may have a rule like, um, you know, keep the Sabbath day holy and rest because he knows that if you don't rest, that you're going to burn out, that you're not going to be able to perform to your fullest potential. So all of these things, it made me see, okay, God just cares about me and loves me. That's why these things are in place. It's not to scare me or punish me or anything like that, how I thought before. So there are so many benefits in me um, connecting with God and building a relationship with him. Um, because of my relationship with him improving, I've noticed improvement in a lot of my other relationships. So there's a hierarchy of how this thing goes. Um, whenever your relationship with God, <clears throat> oh Lord, excuse me. <laughs> whenever your relationship with God is in right standing, then you're able to have a positive relationship with yourself. Relationship, a relationship with God lets you know who you are. He lets you know who you are because he's the creator who knows us better than him, right? So once you have your relationship with God, you're able to have a healthy relationship with yourself. And in you having a healthy relationship with yourself, you're able to have a healthy relationship with others. And I will say one big thing for this is, you know, my relationship with God let me know everybody has issues. Everybody is going through some type of struggle. Everybody is the way they are for a reason. Some type of experience that they've had, um, whatever that may be. We're all the way we are all the way we are based on a series of experiences. So this helps to humble you when you come in contact with somebody that's rude or offends you or whatever. You're like, you know what? That girl is so hurt. <laughs> that's why she's saying those mean things to me because she doesn't love herself. So God, I pray that she connects with you so you can let her know who she is. Or you may know a girl that gets around with a lot of dudes and everybody. Instead of judging her and calling her a hoe, you're able to see Maybe she was hurt as a child. Maybe she was touched inappropriately. Maybe she was exposed too soon. Who knows what the case may be, but God, I pray that you heal her heart so that she knows that she can find love and validation in you and she doesn't have to go to different men for this. Do you see <laughs> the, the change that your viewpoint is on people when you're connected with God? And it humbles you because if you know where you came from and what you've been through, then you know that you can't judge anybody else or what they have going on, okay? So again, that hierarchy, your relationship with God sets you up for a positive relationship with yourself and a positive relationship with yourself sets you up for a positive relationship with others. Um, and just as I was sharing, you know, about women not knowing their worth, I was able to learn my worth um, in my relationship with Christ. So... I was allowed to, let me see, um, in me connecting with God, I was able to let go of worldly validation. 
So it wasn't a certain, it doesn't matter the amount of money I have in my account. I know who I am in God. It doesn't matter what career or job that I have. I know who I am in God. It doesn't matter my relationship status with a man or friends or my parents or whoever. I know who I am in God. It doesn't matter what possessions I have, what type of house, what type of car, what type of clothes, shoes, bags, any of that. None of that matters because they are all fixtures that come and go. The only thing that is lasting is God. Once you grasp onto that, I swear you look at cars as, I look at cars as metal that's put together with a motor. I look at houses as wood that was banged together with nails and put together. I remember driving by one day and seeing a house on fire and it just, um, that had caught on fire. And it just reminded me, all of this stuff is, um, gonna pass. <laughs> it's gonna pass. It has no sustainability at all. And letting go of that and connecting with God and your relationship with him, he's able to show you that. <laughs> and you're able to see that and understand that. And designer what? Big house what? Foreign car what? Like, those things are nice. And I'm not saying that it's wrong to want those things at all. But don't want them so that it makes you feel better about who you are or that you feel like you're a one-up on somebody else. They're simply things. If you like nice things, I ain't mad at you. I like some nice things too. But again, don't let those things or that relationship or that money or that job determine your worth and who you are. Because once it's gone, what do you have left? Who is still there when everything is over? God is. All right. Um. So let me see where am I at? In my relationship with God, I learned that I am loved, I learned that I am forgiven, and I learned that I am chosen. Um, a great quote that I learned about forgiveness is the forgiven forgive. So again, this goes back to when you know what you have done and what you have been through and that God still chooses to love you despite those things, you have a little bit more grace and leeway to forgive others um, when they wrong you. Um... Let's see, we're closing up here, y'all. And most of all, I learned that God wants to do life with me. He wants to be right there with me, right alongside me, um, to do life with me, to fulfill his will that he created me for. So I will end today's talk leaving you with three steps that you can do to improve your spiritual lifestyle or your spiritual growth. So the first thing that you can do is get in your word and study the Bible. Um... There's a soap note method that me and my friends have been have been doing. And if you're in my Facebook group, Mom Keys to Mental Peace, I just shared um, a resource on that today. So the soap note method, um, it's like a, what is it? An acronym of letters. S stands for scripture. So you'll find one scripture that you will write. O stands for observation. You'll just kind of write what notes you observed in that scripture. So any type of um, commands or if this, then this, things like that. Hey, Donisha. Um, your observation of the scripture. A is for application. How can you apply that scripture to your life? What are some steps or moves that you can do to where that scripture shows up in your life? And P is for prayer. So you just write out a little prayer at the end. Y'all, this is so quick. It's so easy, but yet it's impactful. 
And I think sometimes we feel like we got to sit down and read a whole chapter to show God we're really into it. It doesn't have to be all that. I know me as a mama, I'm busy. And the mornings is go time. It's time to get ready. So I need something quick that I can, you know, get my word and reflect on throughout the day and meditate on it. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was this one scripture that I wrote today. That's this is the thought process. Oh, yeah, today's scripture. How can I apply that? So you're just focused on one thing. It doesn't have to be a whole chapter. It doesn't have to be a whole book. You can start small. Um, One thing that I did was one scripture per day on the Bible app. I highly recommend you version every single day. They have a verse of the day before I log on to any social media, emails, calendars, text, anybody. I click that Bible app and at least read the verse of the day. That's the first thing I want to take into my mind and my eyes for the day is a verse from that. That's enough. It does not have to be deep, y'all. Um, that Bible app also has Bible plans that you can do. So there are different topics like on anxiety, marriage, dating, relationships, parenting, things like that. I highly recommend that. And I also recommend that you connect with some like-minded people um, that you can study the Bible with and that y'all can talk about the verses and how you can apply to your life. I love my group of girls. I have such a strong group. Um, we're constantly sharing information, scriptures, songs, um, sermons or videos that we may have seen that has really helped with my spiritual growth journey. Get you a group. The second thing that you can do is practice gratitude. So one of the main things um, when I started changing and transitioning into a closer relationship with God is I wanted the one of the easiest things I could do was watch my words. So before I was a huge complainer, um, complained about everything, just a negative Nancy, always had something um, negative to say, looking at life half glass empty. Um, so one thing that I did was I was going to watch my words and the way that I complained. So I cut out complaining completely. Whenever I got ready to say something negative, I would catch myself and stop and either not say anything or um, switch it with something positive. Um, I realized that throughout life, year after year, we are always going to be in a season of waiting for something or one of that next level of things. So whenever you're in those moments, which we all are always going to be in, ask yourself things like, what are you grateful for now? What has God brought you out of in the past that you were wanting to get out of then that you're out of now while you're waiting for that next thing? So having those present moments and gratitude can help um, improve your spiritual life as well. And the last thing that you can do is to evaluate your habits. So how I was talking about before, having to cut out reality TV, certain music, certain social media, um, people on my news feed and stuff. Evaluate your habits. Um, don't be afraid to let go. Like I said, you never know. God always has a bigger bear hiding behind his back when you don't want to let go of that little bear. Evaluate those habits that you can let go of. Um, I promise it will be replaced by something better. <coughs> Excuse me. And if you're in a season where you do have some habits, maybe like you're addicted to alcohol or you smoke or um, a toxic relationship, don't allow those habits to stop you from connecting to God. 
Like I said, whenever I was in sin and knew for a fact that I was in sin, I would avoid God because I felt like I'm not doing what he wants me to do. So there's no way I can talk to him. If you're still in the season of some bad habits or whatever, that is okay. Don't let that deter you from still connecting with him. He still wants you there in your mess. He already knows about it anyway. <laughs> so there's no point of trying to avoid it, okay? Um, it's okay if you miss a day of scripture. It's okay if you don't read a Bible plan. Like This stuff does not have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be cookie cutter. You know, I think we put that pressure on ourselves. God just wants to see your effort and he just wants to see your heart. Okay, so I have to end. I have to get my daughter to a basketball game tonight. I didn't plan on going this long, but this was some good stuff. <laughs> this was good. Thank you, Shaina. Yes, this was good. And yes, Cree, love you, boo. I appreciate y'all for coming here with me tonight. Um, be on the lookout, you know, for more resources and things that I'll share this week when it comes to spiritual growth. I pray that you all have a great night tonight, and I will see you next Tuesday. Good night. All right. I will see the button to end my live. <laughs> there it is. All right. Bye, y'all. Good night. <laughs>